Welcome back to the Troubleshooting Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Peters, my co-host, Craig Poston, where we talk about various topics, sharing our experiences on life and finances. So today's topic is going to be on what I call Take the King, right? And Taking the King, it's an allusion to uh, chess, right? So uh, in all my time of like knowing chess, I've never been great at chess, right? So when I talk about chess, it's like very shallow amounts of understanding and uh, what chess actually was, right? So when I thought about chess, it was just moving pieces. Um, and I never understood that the strategy of chess is to take the king, right? And if you do that to life, uh, and my man Craig can talk about it as well, is that there are a lot of things that we do in life that aren't necessarily what the focus is of our goals, of our values, of our uh, future wants and needs, right? So we'll just kind of go through life kind of expecting certain things and wondering why we didn't get the outcome, right? Wondering why we didn't win the chess match. But it's because we've lost focus, we lost vision of what we were actually doing or supposed to do. So what's going on, Greg? Nah, not much, man. Yeah. That was a pretty good explanation of, like, take the king. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, no, that, that's a true statement about, like, how we lose focus. Uh, we forget what the real goal is. Who? What are we after? All right? And the, when, I guess, how I saw it is, like, it be, being very strategic, right? You keep the, the end goal in mind, and we uh, create all the little goals, all the little things you need to get to your that's why I keep mine posted. Like I got my main goal that, you know, overall that takes a while. It's like a six year goal, right? It's, yeah. it's on my mirror. And then like my shorter goals, like in my office so I can, I can see it uh, and see that, Hey, I'm trying to do this, which leads to the, the big goal. Right. Mm. And, uh, and, and that's kind of how I see what like taking the King, right? You, you can't just go run towards it. I mean, it would be nice that everything did fall in place right away. Right. And, but no, that's not how real life works. You got too yeah. many variables in there. So, like, if you don't, you know, create some type of plan to get you to where you are, and then with that plan, you might have to adjust here and there to just – because think about it, six years, that's a big time span. Too many things can, can come into play in that mm. process, you know. Uh, you know, get a new job, uh, gain new assets, you – you got uh, you might have an additional family member. You got you got all these different things that can come into play, and uh, with coming with a a you know strategic plan uh, and following through with it, uh, it gets you to where you can take that king. Yeah, and uh, so one of the things I I heard was through uh, Jim Rohn. If you've never heard of Jim Rohn, he was uh, I don't know if he's still alive. I don't think so, uh, but he was like a, a motivational speaker and educator as well. And one of the stories that he shares is about Andrew Carnegie. Right. And for people that don't know who Andrew Carnegie is, um, I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. But he was, a, he was part of the industrial age, right? Um, I actually don't know what he contributed to, if it was steel or some shit like that. Um, but no, but he was, of course, a very wealthy man, right? That's why we have like Carnegie Mellon, Carnegie Hall, stuff like that. Um, but Andrew Carnegie, in uh, after his death, someone found some of his notes from that he took when he was younger, right? The note was that uh, for the first half of my life, I'm going to 
focus on accumulating wealth. For the last half of my life, I'm going to focus on giving it away, right? And it's not necessarily the what he wrote, but it was his actions about what he did uh, from what he wrote. And that's what he did. Like, literally, he spent the first half of his life accumulating as much wealth as possible, and then he focused his last half of his life on getting rid of it, right? Whether that's in philanthropy, through uh, donations, whatever it is, right? But that's the thing. That's what we kind of don't do anymore. And we were kind of talking about it earlier is that we tend to lack focus on the things that we actually need to focus on. Yeah. Right. So, um, and I've always been personally like a person that kind of sits in the room and thinks like for a long time, like not on my phone, like just, just thinking just like, or like, you know, waking up and just thinking yeah, and thinking about like a lot of things. Right. And, and like some of these could be like shower thoughts, like, um, not necessarily what I should do today, but like, what do I want my life to be? Right. What do I want it to look like? Uh, is there like a certain person I want to be? Do I want to look a certain way? Right. If I do, what does that certain way look like? Is it like the six pack washboard? Is it fat and, you know, just chilling? Right. But I mean, those are very important because if you're not focusing on that stuff, then the opposite effect will probably come true. Right. So if you're not focusing on getting a certain physique, and you just kind of let it, everything kind of happen to you, then that's, it's going to be the opposite of what you want. Right. Or instead, if you have like constant affirmation, like how you do Craig, where you have the different goals, like just post it everywhere. Right. Just yeah. reminding you, like, this is what I'm doing it for. Like, so like in those days of, you know, say frustration, stress, whatever it is, you have something to, they remind you is like, well, this is part of it. Right. This is part of the process to get to this certain goal and to get to this specific um, end meaning yeah. right? for for whatever it is. Um, yeah. Because, uh, uh, yeah, another reason why you have these constant reminders is that that focus could be those shiny objects. I think we were talking about that earlier. Right. Well, uh, we uh, you could see something new car. Uh, might be some new appliances, new house, anything, right? That may get in the way. And the whole point is you, you need to kind of focus, okay, where what was the purpose of you setting a goal or saving the money or doing whatever you need to do? Was it to just throw it all away on just one thing? Because like how we were saying, uh, we were saying earlier about if uh, you don't focus on that shiny object, right? You can come back later on after you focused on your goals, which were investing and use funds to actually pay cash for whatever said shiny object, right? Because that's how I was looking at it, like for uh, a vehicle, right? I would like to get a brand new vehicle, but then it's like, all right, what am I losing in the process? What what am I taking from it? Uh, just like how we're able to go on trips uh, without, you know, not having a, a, you know, a car payment, actually allows you to have freed up money uh, that could be used for trips. And, and that's kind of like how I look at it. Uh, but if you go and buy something new, which is most most likely going to have a higher payment uh, than you've already had before, which was nothing. And, and then the insurance on top of it, because you have to pay full coverage, or even if you pay cash for it, you'll want to get full coverage because then you, the amount of money that you've already put out, you'll like to just keep it covered. You know, mm-hmm. it's like that uh, with mitigating risk. Or transfer yeah. risk, or what is it? What, it is transfer, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I get, 
I get exactly what you're talking about with that. Yeah, I think um, those shiny objects are kind of just put there as distractions to your focus. And the reason why I say like really kind of sit down with yourself and have those contemplations and write out what those goals are and how you want to achieve them is because at some point you're going to be rolling with people that you may not necessarily need to roll with or it shouldn't be rolling with. And then their values, their goals become your values and your goals. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So like you're hanging out with people that want to spend money yet you're trying to save money. Right. The likelihood of your goal actually being realized is very minimal because a, a common saying is that you are the average of the five people that are closest to you. Right. Um, and it's not necessarily just your friends. Uh, it could be your coworkers. It could be your significant other. It could even be your children. If, if those are the people that you are associating with and, and spending time with, then of course there are certain habits can rub off on you. Um, it's just more of a likelihood or probability that you will, uh, take on theirs versus your own. Right. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't totally agree because I mean, you're still allowed to have friends who don't have the same values, you know, and, and maybe you will rub off on them. Right. Uh, I think it's just having that that confidence. Uh, and I was I was talking about that about my my daughter. How like you know I, I don't feel like she's gonna fall into peer pressure because she's like so comfortable with who she is, right? Mm. And if you can be comfortable with who you are, you're like, hey, I'm not a cheapskate. I'm really a, a person who has like a thought out plan of what I want to do with my money and uh, spending it on like just junk is not my thing because in reality, right? A lot of these things that we get. We we turn around and throw it away. Mm. I mean, because I, I just think about the things that, that like I buy. You know, I buy some things and then um, I have no reasoning to have it anymore. So I might just end up giving it away because either I want to upgrade it or it's just I see that how pointless it it is. But we mm. we and and I know the economy work that works like that, right? We're constantly like recycling, right? We basically we go buy more things and we throw away things or we donate things and we just keep going and we keep going. Uh, but if you can like, like really understand how much money you're actually spending when it's on something that, that means nothing in reality to you, uh, it, at the time it may have brought, you know, some value or it may not even brought value at all. Right. But you like, I'm gonna go ahead and buy it. <laughs> like, so that other the things I try to like focus on. And when, uh, when it comes to that, like having, you know, multiple friends, you know, like you, 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 you basically, you want to have all those different perspectives, but it's just a, and how they kind of have it, you know, or say it like that. I think it's, it's really because that sometimes those, some friends are very forceful, you know, they, they, you, you know, it's all or none, right? You need to be part of me or you're not, you know, you can't do your own thing. And it's the same thing with relationships. Sometimes relationships don't even work because they want you to be a certain way. They don't want you to, they want you to be free with your money instead of like, okay, I, we need to think about this first before we go do something. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, my take is that, you know, it's always an option to be around people. Of course, at a a certain age, right? So if you're a child and you have a guardian or a parent, not necessarily an option. But as an adult, you now have that option to be around people. And like, for example, like like we, you and I have talked about before, being around our parents after we were adults and then moving out, right? It was an option at that point to be around them. Yeah. Right. So not saying that they're bad people or anything, but they necessarily didn't have the specific values that you wanted for you at that yeah. time. 
that you then force yourself to get out of that situation and surround yourself with other people necessarily, right? So and I think it's she, your daughter may be that way because she has you or other people that are in a similar boat that are enforcing that specific habit or that specific value that she has. Yeah. Then, I mean, I, I mean, sometimes we, we make a joke about it. It's like, she's like too comfortable. Right. I mean, oh, or, really? com- or, or confident. Uh, like, so basically she, uh, like it becomes a singing, right. You know, mm-hmm. I want her, I want to get her some lessons so she can actually really, yeah. So she can really but, like, but she don't care about those lessons. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, she's no, still singing. No, <laughs> Listen to this, you know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, yeah. I will say in that regard, I am that way. And my girlfriend hates it, dude. Yeah. Like she, uh, she hates when I sing, especially like in the car, but I'm like, I'm going to sing it. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like it's, it's a song. I enjoy singing it. Who cares what I sound like? I'm not a professional singer. Um, would it have been better if I did sing? Well, eh, probably, uh, I probably wouldn't get certain looks, but I'm like, that's just who I am. This is how I, uh, conduct myself and I'm okay with it. Well, but that's the thing though, like have, having confidence in knowing who you are. Cause like, you don't, the thing is you can't improve. You may, you may or may not be as good as like the top stars out there, but the thing is you know, Mariah Carey. Yeah. But you can, you can still learn how it's a new skill that you can gain learn how to use your voice in the right way. And uh, that's because like uh, she plays piano. So like she basically she's confident at that. But I always tell her, I was like, well, you, you can do better. Uh, I know I'm glad, I'm glad that she, you really, you know, and she does, she'll play it good. Right. Like, but I'm like, you can do better. Like don't, don't just, just stop there. Like, no, you got, you got more to go. You know, <laughs> I, could, I could just, I could just picture you. Like she plays like an entire composition you and then you're sitting there and you're like taking notes the entire time and you're like that was good but it, uh this is where you can improve and then i, <laughs> I need you to do this like and i was like that was cute but uh it wasn't the greatest um well you know I, i'm just joking around about no no i mean i think i think kids should get some reality because like not everything is gonna be perfect you know you can't yeah. you can't lie to them forever like yeah, the greatest thing yeah. ever. you're like you no it's not it's just you can, uh, you know, and you, you shouldn't compare, you know, people with other people because they, you know, it, it can cause that, um, I guess them to lose interest because they're like, oh, I'm not good enough or whatever. Right. Yeah. Or I'm not but, as good as my brother. I'm not as good as my sister. I'm not good as the, the other person that has had piano lessons as well. Yeah. But the, the, the point is I, I want, I guess it's one of those things that try to get them to learn early on that there's always going to be someone smarter. There's always going to be someone better good looking somebody there's always going to be somebody that can uh play the piano better sing better there's always going to be somebody extra but the thing is that what you can keep doing is working and working hard at it and yeah. you don't know what level you'll be on if you don't put in that effort if you just rely on confidence i mean i mean it's the same thing when uh i uh when in the, uh on active duty right uh you have some soldiers who were like just great at pt right I mean, but they still didn't have the top score. But then you like look at them and you're like, yo, you could you could do better, you know. Yeah. But they don't want to put in that extra effort because they're like, well, I'm still beating out everybody else, or or oh, I still pass, or whatever it is, right? You know, like yeah. they do they like that humility to improve. Yeah, and they feel that they are already at a great level when even the facts are shown against them that they're yeah. not at the best level. Yeah, they're okay with being 
a little bit less than great, they're okay with being good. And then at some point they might be okay with being mediocre. Yeah. And, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah, because think about it. If you're in a room with a bunch of uh, uh, number tens, right? And then you but you're number one out of number tens, like you technically you're just a better number ten, right? <laughs> like yeah. you know, but if you're in a room with a bunch of number ones and you're you're over the number one, like you're number one, right? Yeah, yeah. it's like so like it, it's like a different way to look at it. So you can always improve yourself. You can always be better. It's yeah. like, yeah, soon soon enough you're gonna run into someone who's gonna be even better. But you don't you don't know until you give it a try. All right, then you bring your best foot forward by putting in all the work. I mean, honestly, that all kind of ties into with uh, taking the king because, like, you got to put in that work uh, to yeah. make yourself better to even reach your goals. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think a uh, part in taking the king and stuff is fully understanding what everyone or everything does. So, for example, like if you've ever played chess and stuff, different pieces can move different ways and can capture in different ways as well, right? Yeah. So, for example, a pawn can only move forward but capture diagonally, right? And diagonally in front of it, not diagonally behind it. Yeah. A bishop can only move diagonally and only capture diagonally whether that's front or back, right? So just knowing that there's different skill sets around you and that different people can help you with different things to achieve your goal, or you also have multiple skill sets that you could utilize, and but they are for different purposes. Yeah. Right? And while the end goal is still taking the king, like as a person, I know that I can learn. Right. How I learn is my pivot or my my movement. Right. So there are times where I can learn in a school setting. There are times where I can learn in a non-traditional setting. There's times where I can learn on the job and stuff like that, right? Uh, and then I know also as a person, I could also earn money, yeah. right? So I can learn, I can earn, but that's just a different vehicle. And that will, that'll culminate into is whatever your goal is. So for me specifically, my goal is economics and economic wealth building and asset building. Right. So me learning things and earning to kind of achieve that goal is what I'll institute onto capturing the king. And what I've learned about like literally playing chess, like because I have it on my phone now and playing chess is that I tend to not use all my pieces and I tend not to value all my pieces the same. I'm not saying you should or you shouldn't, but what I'm saying is that if at the end of the game you're losing, and you realize that you still have pieces that are not in play and you did not put them in a proper space to be utilized, mm. then that's where you're lacking. And that's what you need to start seeing the bigger picture or the holistic view of what you're yeah. uh, focusing on. Yeah, it's kind of like if you, you know, you, you're making plans, but you don't know all the tools that you have to, yeah. to accomplish this mission. Yeah, that's a. Uh, Cause that that is one of the things, like especially coming uh, being a leader, uh, you you want to, you know, be able to understand well what tools do you have, what tools you don't have, what what people can do or can't do, and in a, in a sense, right? And I don't play chess, but listening to how you described it, uh, that's basically how it is. Like who who what job can be done by which person? Like who can who has the best you know skill at this point to accomplish this mission? And yeah. like and by you knowing who who can do what. Now you know how to direct in the in the correct form, right? Yeah. 
and like so think of it of like project management or um or like a house right renovating a house who can do flooring right who can do paint who can do tile work um and another thought is are they available do they have the time how much more do i have to pay them to make that time yeah. stuff like that like there's certain things that i think people need to fully flesh out and fully understand when they're going after a specific goal yeah no that's <laughs> that, that that's a that's a true statement yeah because uh not understanding you know you know the real reason why you're doing this yeah you definitely you're, you're not you're gonna fall short you know i mean that's i don't know if this is for you like in like going through basic training or being in the military if you don't know why you're there then you're gonna already you're ready to tap out before you even get started you're like no no, no this is not for me but, i mean i saw that when i was in basic training they were like i don't i didn't know if it was like you know i didn't know it was like this and they were already trying to get out they're like we're too late now buddy yeah. <laughs> you're like only way you leave now is if you're like you're you're injured and then sometimes they recycle you <laughs> injured yeah. and I'm like like you'd have to like come up with a way to get out of there but i mean yeah yeah, having that that true focus, that true goal, like why? Hey, why am I doing this? And yeah, you definitely you, you knock out, or I'll say you you have a better chance of accomplishing your mission. I would say because you, you things still get in the way. Yeah, yeah. And um, kind of going back, like people have heard our stories or like a few of our stories, and we could probably build a test that in our younger days we didn't have a concise goal or a specific goal. So we just kind of did the next thing and yeah. maybe not the next right thing, but what, what we felt was the next right thing at that moment. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but it, because you can always make a move, right? Yeah. And the thing is in chess, you can never take that move back, right? If you're playing the game of chess, there are certain rules, certain regulations, and you cannot move back, right? So you kind of just have to live with that decision and just continue it. Like you can't, there's no point of contemplating it. It's, it's no longer reality of pulling it back. Yeah. So, um, but like, what do you think just in general, what could have helped you build that focus and what, what could you do that for your kids? I, I think it's the, having that mentor or, or an example in your life. I think that that's probably the biggest thing I didn't, excuse me uh so like with my uh kids i try to provide some type of example as like if i'm even if i'm telling them to do something i'm trying to like say all right this is a good reason why you should do this you know and when i was younger and you know i didn't have those type of people around me or i I didn't know i had those people around me right like if you go off of like your your parents sometimes they only teach you what they were taught right Mm -hmm. and then uh it doesn't it doesn't push you along further, but if you teach them to like, okay, you learn from me, but also learn from others. And then, mm. uh, you know, actually just, you know, constant improvement in yourself. Like those are the things that like help you become better and your goals get pushed further and further and you do better and better every time yeah. you know, versus just going off old stuff, you know? And, and that's what I, I learned, uh, also was like the certain advice you, you listen to everyone, right? But understand you still, it's like a smorgasbord. You you pick and choose what you want out of this. Because uh, if it's not leading you in the right direction, mm-hmm. then that's advice that doesn't help you. Uh, so that was another thing too, like you, <laughs> understanding that. Because like 
that whole thing when you're saying about your closest friends is your five closest friends. Sometimes you're receiving a lot of advice from people who don't know anything. And that's where that it gets dangerous. But if you know yeah. who you are, you know what you're after and you know how to go find information, uh, then it doesn't, to me, it doesn't, it doesn't matter who your friends are unless they're toxic. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, because, uh, yeah, you can have those friends that, that, that literally wants you to be just like them or whatever. Right. Hmm. But yeah, and they'll yeah. bring you down. And- yeah, yeah. So that that was see, things like that. I've learned, you know, that was that's when you know you have to start cutting people off because it, the thought pattern isn't the same, and mm-hmm. and not they're not about growth. You know, it's about staying the same and enjoying the same old things, and and it, that is good because sometimes feeling that having that feeling of home or whatever, or having that feeling of like um, I feel safe or whatever. Every now and again, you need that, but like. A lot of times you, you got to go out there, you got to go do it and you got to, uh, and you got to have those friends who are all about like, Hey, what are the new, what's the new adventure? What are we doing next? You know, versus like, let's do everything the same we did last year. Yeah. So yeah. When he, when it comes to that, like what you know, things that I, I learned from the past that helped to help improve me, that was, that was probably that, uh, it was just getting the right people around me, getting the right information. And now that this is the information age, like it's so much easier to get that new mm. information. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think like what you're exposed to, who you're exposed to really shapes out what the the future or yeah, outcome could be. All right. So like like you said, I'm I'm sure your kids are exposed to a different lifestyle, uh a different crowd than you were when you yeah. were younger. Um and of course as you grew up, you have different friends you have uh or maybe the friends are the same and they just grew in a similar way that you did yeah. um yeah i mean i i just think exposure to me is a, is a huge huge proponent on uh growth and development right yeah. so if you think of like an impoverished area versus a a rich area right um there are th- certain things that wealthy people are exposed to that will help them grow and then there are certain things that impoverished people may be exposed to that don't help them grow right um not saying it can be vice versa uh it definitely can uh for example like a a lot of people have the conception that um people that grew up in wealthy spaces are also very entitled and while that may be true there i've definitely met people that are uh impoverished or or came from middle class that also feel entitled um, uh, and one person may say it's because they, they lived in this, this, this lack of having things. Yeah. So they feel like now things are owed to them because they were not given a silver spoon, right? Yeah. Or someone that was given a silver spoon yeah. may have a similar mentality, but from a different tape. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like overall taking the king for me has just been chess and, uh, strategic planning, critical thinking, um, because like I said, like when I when I look at chess, um, and I, I didn't look at it this way for the longest time, and I used to play one of my buddies, and I would always wonder why I'm losing. All right, so one of the things I used to focus on, like I will say this, I never focused on taking the king, like that was not my focus. When no. in all actuality, that is all chess is about. Like chess is in a fundamental standpoint is capturing the opponent's king, right? And that's how you win. Um, but what I would focus on is just moving my pieces, 
And I noticed that I was very reactive to how they place their pieces, right? I'd never fully thought out what I was doing, but I saw that they moved their piece in a specific way. And I was like, okay, well, should I move mine there to capture it? Should I move mine there to block it? Should I uh, capture theirs and risk mine being captured, right? Stuff like that. And so that could lead to a couple of things. Of course, it, it, it leads to lack of focus, right? Lack of focus as in, why are you even focusing on capturing all these small little pawns, these insignificant pieces where you need to find a way to get to the king in the best way possible, right? There may come some sacrifices. There may come some, uh, some wins, but at the end of the day, you need to capture the king. Yeah. Um, and the other thing was playing too defensive, right? So, um, I would play to not get my pieces taken and to try to take as many of their pieces, yeah. which is also bad because now you're lacking the focus of going towards the king and now you're receding away from that goal, right? So now you're putting yourself even in a worse position by no longer having it or using it as much of your value as you can. And I think people do that in, in life and let's say specifically in finances, right? I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with budgeting. Definitely at least be cognizant of your input and your output of your money. Um, but now is there a specific value in pinching every penny to just buy yeah. a shiny thing? Is it valuable to focus on say couponing versus going to go make more money, right? I'm not, not saying there's anything wrong with either, but I'm just saying whatever your focus is, that's yeah. where your energy should go. It shouldn't be my focus is to make a bunch of money, but right now all you're doing is trying to save as much money as possible, right? Without maybe the intention of making a bunch of money. Um, but yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, so with the, the the budget just like how you said like the inputs and outputs that's what you mostly worried about uh the the whole thing anyway is just learning how to live off of what you already have and when you can live off of what you already have then you can increase your your income which also which puts you in a better position all right it kind of lightens the load if you already put percentages on your money right uh as you make more money that percentage that you use for spending now it grows and now you have a little bit extra money but if you focus, if you do it that that way, then you would actually, you always come out ahead. Uh, like I was saying earlier, right? Learning how, learn the true meaning of pay yourself first, right? That mm. it took a minute cause just to put, you know, like get that, get my head, my head wrapped around that uh, because I didn't understand. I was like, okay, so what do, what do I do now when I don't have money? But then I was like, man, why am I being an idiot? It means go make more money, yeah. you know? Yeah. It, uh, so like, even if it means going to, do uh what is that uh uber or uh do, do some kind of small gig you know yeah. on the side just to make sure that you still keep paying yourself first even if you need to cover some bills right you're like okay i'm missing some money on make sure i make this cell phone bill all right well then i'm gonna go uh go do something real quick to create some money mm. uh you and but i'm never gonna stop putting away money mm. so i can keep investing and just it just always you know you keep this cycle going that's just an, uh like a how to get your brain focused around doing something like that yeah mm -hmm. so and that's where i think like understanding the the budgeting that that's where we'll come in learning how to utilize your money properly 
And then the same as uh, that whole thing with, you know, just the, I guess the spending in general, right? Just you understand where your money and you learn how to increase your, your value, increase your income. And then you'll also just keep going. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, this was a great talk. Let's yeah, see, man. Migrate right over to the uh, frugal and cheap. All right. Frugal and cheap. All right. It looks like we got here. Only going out to places with discounts. <laughs> so this is for uh, military or kids eat free or, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Be, yeah. I mean, I don't do that all the time. But I do this. <laughs> you got to save money somewhere, okay? Yeah, true, true, true. This is like, I used to, man, so I remember one time, that, this needs to be a quick thing, but uh, the only time I ever used, like, my military discount when I was younger was yeah. on Veterans Day where you try to do the hustle and you try to go to, like, breakfast, lunch, dinner to yeah. every place that's, like, offering, uh, like, pre Veterans Day stuff. And honestly, I haven't done it since that first time because... I was like, it it did it just didn't match my values or goals, and I did it anyways, right? Yeah. And what I meant by that is that I don't go out to eat like unless it's like for a celebration or for like it has to be for a specific reason. It's not just to go out to eat to go out to eat. Yeah. Um. So, but like I saw the discount and I was like, I guess that's cool. Um. But I like at the end of the day, I was like, I didn't feel any better. Like, and now I do ask for military discounts, but it's for stuff that. I value. So, like, uh, if I go to Lowe's, if I go to Home Depot, yeah. military discount, right? Because uh, that's what I'm focusing on. That's what I'm focusing on getting, like, properties ready and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, that's just, you know, my... Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think of it more of a, a frugal thing. I know some people, they always try to say it's cheap because you ask for a discount. But in reality, if you can save money here and there, and especially if you, you eat out a lot, I mean if the place offers military discount and you got family, you you might want to try to, you know, take advantage of that. But the, how you're looking at it, that's still kind of an investment, right? You're learning how to discount products that you need to purchase anyway for an investment. So to me, that sounds like you're using like, like good business practice there, right? You try to, you try to get it at a cheaper price, but then when you, uh, improve the value of this home now it's it's better right you, you can you can rent it for more so it sounds like i mean to me more of a, a frugal because it's thought out mm. and i guess cheap would be if you just i mean i don't know just trying to get a discount to get a discount there's no point in it yeah <laughs> all right man this is uh craig and jay signing off the troubleshooting light podcast we'll see you next week see you next week please like and subscribe